Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. <laughs> Happy birthday, Cole. Hey, thank you. We still been able to accomplish you. So let's talk about Under Siege. You yes, get some okay. really good setup in the beginning. You have yeah. the cook. Well, wait, so right? so for the viewer, sorry, for the viewer, this movie holds a very special place in my heart. And for Cole, like no no exposure to this movie whatsoever until like yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, you could have told me it was like a set in medieval times and I would have believed you. Right, right, right. Okay, so I... I feel like this movie is like is has been like grafted into my bone marrow and Cole is was exposed to it for the first time yesterday in the year 2021 almost 30 years after its release yes okay so sorry continue the setup okay so which is kind of fun watching a movie like this for the first time because there are a lot of things. Okay, so the the initial setup, obviously, you know, like you click on the thing in iTunes, so you know that Steven Seagal is going to be a main character, and mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious at the beginning he's very defiant and very, which is always like the good. Is there is there a military movie in in existence that doesn't sort of focus around somebody who's like i'm gonna go my own way and i don't take orders from nobody and you know yeah that's kind of like that is that is well that is well-trod territory you know yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna get i'm gonna get so and you not uh, only that but you find out so he's there's gonna be a ceremony and they're like you gotta wear your you got to wear your whites, which are like your formal mm-hmm. dressing gowns, you know, yes, yes. with all of your fancy medals and everything like that. And and the cook specifically says, no, I don't I don't take kindly to formalities or whatever, you know. Right. And that brings up our first uh, interesting observation. <laughs> How Cajun do you think Steven Seagal is in this movie? Uh, see, <laughs> see. Or you does it depend about, on which scene we're talking about? You guys were talking about it in the chat, and I, I maybe I sh- I should watch that first that first scene again. I, Steven Seagal just always talks weird. Yeah, like what like he just has he just talks strange. It's he's always breathy, and he's always like sometimes he's using like southern slang, and he like he kind of like, like adapts. He made like a, a very conscious decision at some points in this movie to be Cajun and to have a Cajun accent, but it's so inconsistent. It's, it's laughable, you know? Okay. It honestly makes me wonder if like they shot the movie, you know, like they don't shoot movies in order. Right. Mm -hmm. And like he decided halfway through shooting that he was going to have this Cajun accent or the director halfway through told him like, you got to cut that out. It sounds ridiculous. You sound like an idiot. And then it just so happens like all the scenes after that, 
are just interspersed throughout the movie because they don't shoot it in order, you know? So are you saying there are scenes later in the movie where he does, he still sounds There are scenes all over the place. It comes and goes. It's like, it depends what, when he's talking to the girl, it's like that it adds a little bit more Cajun in there because he's trying to be all sexy or when he's talking about food. (laughs) But when he's talking to like his commanding officers, he doesn't sound Cajun at all. It's, it's the weirdest choice ever. And it sure seems like it was just Steven Seagal's choice himself, you know, dude, the, okay. The, the creep factor, or as our, as our younger viewer might, might say the cringe factor of every, pretty much every interaction, uh, Seagal has with, what is her name? That Baywatch actress, Miss July. Oh, she's in Baywatch too? Yes, she was. Let's see here. Under Siege. Yeah, I can't remember. She's a very conventionally attractive woman. A very. Why doesn't that just show up on the list? Starring. Man. I'm honestly angry at Aaron for not being here. He watched Under Siege this morning. He's going to be so ready for it. Maybe it was all a lie. Let's see. She's got to be in here somewhere. Was she really in? Because I don't see a woman at the top, anywhere near the top of this list. Yes, she was. And she had like a pretty key role too. That's weird that she's that, not. Yeah, it is weird that she's not on in IMDb. Like, <laughs> right? How was she erased pretty from? Pretty messed up. I'm just going to Google under siege. See, I keep saying siege. Maybe I do say siege. Under siege. siege. Under siege. siege. Yeah. Uh, okay. Her name is Erica Ellen Eleniac. Apparently. Eleniac. Oh, she was an ET. <gasps> she was the girl that oh. he kisses. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I haven't really seen ET, Phil. Oh. Maybe we need to watch that one too. Oh, she was in the she was in the blob too. That's a movie. And the Beverly Hillbillies. And yes, she was a Playboy Playmate when she was in Baywatch. I think I think she might have been the one. I think she was like a regular on Baywatch and then was like, I don't want to be on Baywatch anymore. And they they killed off her character by having her get eaten by a shark. <laughs> I think- okay, I'm looking this up. Shawnee McLean was her uh was her character's name. Shawnee McLean was her yeah. Baywatch character? Yeah, Shawnee. Shawnee McLean. That's a great name. That is pretty great. Erica. Yeah, so it looks like she was only they leave in River of No Return Part 2. This was Elianac's final Baywatch episode. Warlock would return on its spinoff, Baywatch Nights, reprising his role of Eddie Kramer. Do you know anything about Baywatch Nights? No. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen an episode, but I'm just culturally aware of it. Baywatch Nights was an idea 
I think uh, David Hasselhoff had where him and one of the other characters are going to be private detectives and they and they investigate supernatural um uh so it was like goings on it was like uh x-files it was like x-files it was it was like the show supernatural before the show supernatural and it was literally david hasselhoff playing his baywatch character like in the daytime i'm i'm a uh, a lifeguard and in at night I investigate strange. I'm basically a Ghostbuster, um, <laughs> or some such thing. That's so weird. Uh, and um, that is a weird decision. Yes, because yes. it's like I've never seen no it. part I of don't... Baywatch. No part of Baywatch, the normal show, hints at him having any other kind of double life or anything. You know, right? No, it was just. It was like. I think at the height of the fame, it was like, hey, you know what? I bet we could make money doing this. And they're like, let's do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So she, so there is one part of the movie where, uh, what is it? Is it when they blow up the sub? There's going to be some spoilers here. So <laughs> prepare yourselves, listeners. There's a part where, and I kind of honestly, like, I'll be honest. I kind of lost the plot here for a minute, but from what I remember, the guy, Gary Busey. Yes. Heads over to the sub. So, so Steven Seagal is able to swim over to the sub and plant that thing and then go back to the ship. Is that the thing? Is that how it worked? Yes. But wait, okay. So he goes over to the sub way ahead of yourself. Okay. But that's fine. But, but, but at any rate, Gary Busey, they they have the major victory at some point in the movie and everyone's cheering and stuff and hugging and then the the girl miss july goes to hug steven seagal and hugs him and he doesn't hug her he he grabs her ears and like like pulls her in <laughs> yes. but like her head is against his chest or whatever as if they were hugging and he yes. just is like rubbing her ears it is the it's- weirdest and it, it makes me think that was like a Steven Seagal decision. Like that was yeah. him like, and she was probably like, what did you just do? That was, yeah, it is. That doesn't seem like, like the type of thing that our character would do. We're all celebrating this, this victory in, in this, this ongoing conflict that we are, this yeah. life and death conflict. And he just met her. He just met all of them. Yeah. And but it's like weirdly gives, like, intimate. She gives like celebratory hugs to all the the other guys, and then Steven Seagal he just goes in for like a really, well, and then at the end he's like, he he just kisses her for no reason. <laughs> he it's he so, grabs her face, and it's and like basically like, mouth. I saved the day, so this is my reward. Like, who are yes. you? Like, you're gonna deny yes. me? This is what I've earned is this woman, <laughs> because I killed these terrorists, you know. I now earned this woman and I'm allowed to kiss her. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> I allegedly, I, I've, I've heard allegedly that he is a complete and total creep. Oh which, yeah. Like that's, which hurts my heart. The, the 13 year old boy heart inside of me is saddened to know that he, it's, it's somewhat Allegedly comforting to see a horrible human being. It's somewhat comforting to see how ugly he has become though. 
which mm-hmm. is nice because he was never like overly good looking necessarily. Right. He was just like an it, action star, right? Fun fact: I believe he was he he was yes he was an action star in the eighties. Um, he is a I think he's a legit Aikido master. Um, and but he's like he's a very tall man, and has up until this movie had a signature ponytail. Yeah. And then it was this movie. It's like you're going how how can you be how can you be an actual active uh na- you know navy um seal you can't have a ponytail if you're a navy seal well right a- and i just put something together he's an obstinate man i'm not wearing my whites i'm not going to be out there i'm not wearing my whites but why did he say that it wasn't just to be a jerk it was because his whites are like he doesn't want anybody to know yeah they would have given away so that's like part of it is that he is a navy seal with all these rankings and awards and stuff like that and he doesn't want anyone to know that the captain of the ship is the only one who knows about his past the only one nobody else everybody just thinks that he's just a clear cook and he kept the captain kept it that way because he kept his file like in his own personal files instead of letting it be in the ship files or something like which why why by the way why does it have to be a secret that he's a Navy SEAL? Why can't it just be like maybe he wanted like, it to be? Maybe he was like in hiding. Well, like the dude, Tommy Lee Jones was his his ex commanding officer, so maybe he was like no because Tommy Lee Jones officer. had gone all rogue or whatever. What's that? He wasn't. He wasn't his commanding officer. It was they were both. I think it would. It was both. Both of them. You know, back in the day, had had done some. You know, some. Uh, I, Hard time. In some other movie, I, you know, wet work, I believe, Let's is the see. term. Yikes. No, I've, look. Where he encounters Stranix. Ryback recognizes Stranix as his former superior officer from multiple operations they participated in while deployed oh. abroad. Uh, and the two engage in a knife officer. fight, which is the weirdest. The cinematography in this knife fight is so strange because it's all wide shots of just Steven Seagal waving this knife around. Of course, yes. he's, he's holding it like on coming out of the back of his hand, you know, dagger down like yes. in a very blade dagger down. down, blade down in a very cool way. And so it goes from wide shots of showing both Tommy Lee Jones and Steven Seagal waving their knives around. And then immediately into really close shots, showing him getting stabbed. And then it cuts back yep. out yep. wide shots and then immediately come back in, get stabbed. And like some of the stabbings were pretty brutal. And then the freaking, <laughs> yes. the stabbing that ends it is just straight on like, as if as if like three stooges like picture the three stooges <laughs> and when like one of them bops the other one on the head like just fist down on the top of their head but having a knife in their hand and just stabbing a knife down through the crown of somebody's head like wait, it wait, was you're, freaking but you're you're missing you're missing the it, it's a it's a combo move you're missing the the two the two awesome parts before that it's they're both holding each other's wrists they're locked up the wrists right Very holding each sensitive. other's wrists sense sense of wrists <laughs> and uh and tommy lee jones gets his arm pulled across his body which leaves the blade in front of seagal's face and seagal leans forward 
bites the blade. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Then lets and and secures the blade in his mouth. Then lets yeah. go of his wrist, grabs him by the face, and shoves his eyeball in with his thumb. Yeah, <laughs> he totally thumbs his eyeball like, out. Dude. And then he stabs him straight oh. down the top of his head. Freaking intense, dude. And that was like, like one, the weird two, thing. Three move. That's the weird thing about because fighting scenes used to just be so crappy and in slow motion, essentially, just because mm. they weren't good at it. It's just the same thing with Karate Kid, right? So it's this weird mix of like weirdly slow martial arts and then just like insanely brutal, like getting a thumb through your eye and then a knife through the top of your skull. Like what on earth? Yes, I think I think what so started crazy. happening in the in 90s action movies it w- is okay the bad guy needs to have a memorable death yeah totally so like how do we so then it's like they're getting more and more outlandish Um, not only do they have to be outlandish but they have to be like obviously permanent deaths you know can't be like because they're those man that 24 was the worst for this like freaking jack bauer is like the greatest special agent ever and yet he'll like hit somebody on the head with a shovel and then just move along, just assuming they died from this one thing. Mm-hmm. And then of course they come back and, right. and make life harder. And it's like, just shoot the guy a couple times while he's on the ground. Like make sure he's dead, you know, but or this just... one, there was no question if Tommy Lee Jones was dead. Right. Right. Uh, so I, I would like to, again, this movie has a special place in my heart. Watching that scene this morning, I watched it this morning before I went to church. <laughs> the stab in the top of the head scene? Yes. I no wonder that. you're having second thoughts about your church. <laughs> I think I watched the last like 30 minutes this morning, um, uh, including that scene. And um, the what i would like to say as to today as a as a 43 year old man that knife scene that knife fighting scene is pretty lame in some ways but the sound is Dude. great like it's so go wet. back watch that scene and close your eyes and listen to that knife fighting scene yeah. and the like the sound of blades like whirring through the air and clinking into each other because they're like blocking each other and but then they're like also like slapping each other's hands and oh my goodness so so great great work whoever (laughs) did whoever did the uh, sound effects i i hope that okay so tommy lee jones tommy lee jones can pass for like a grizzled old veteran right Mm -hmm. yes what can he not pass for a freaking rock star. That's what. <laughs> I love that you guys brought that up this morning. Okay. So, so, so for the viewer. So I'll tell you exactly what I wrote. I'll show you what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> and this is before I knew, like, I didn't know where this movie was headed, you know? Right. So I didn't know yeah, no, I, he was going to turn out guy. to be something else. <laughs> my exact yeah. words TLJ is not believable as a rock star. He doesn't even sing. And he's in a crappy blues band. He just plays harmonica. He's the hype man. So the whole premise, the whole premise of this movie is they're throwing a birthday party for the captain of the ship. Yes. 
And so they fly in this playboy lady to jump out of a cake topless, obviously. And this crappy blues cover band, essentially like picture going down to your local dive bar on Friday night. And what? And caterers. Cause that was it. Remember the, the, the yeah, that was the lens. other thing is like, we're flying in these caterers. So we're yeah. not going to have Steven Seagal cook. And he was like, over my dead body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and literally that's what, that's what Gary Busey says. Like they lock him in a freezer and then say, if he tries to get out, shoot him in the head. <laughs> that's how strongly we feel about the food at this birthday party. Shoot him right here, I believe. And he, he says, and then he, he, yep, like, and he, and he touches really him hard. He like, like pokes him in like, the middle of his forehead. Like Which in hindsight, hard. like he had plans to kill everyone on the ship anyways. So like maybe yeah. that that makes more sense in hindsight. But but that seemed pretty wild at the time. But yeah, Tommy Lee Jones shows up and he's trying to act like some kind of Mick Jagger type of guy and is not pulling it off in the slightest. I mean, he's just the lamest dude on the planet. You and then think- he's in this blues band playing harmonica. And it's another dude singing. He's not even the singer. Who, so it's like, okay, so why is this guy? Why is this the one who's talking to Miss July? And he's apparently the famous one. Like, what role does he serve in this? He's the. I'm telling you, he's the hype man. He plays harmonica. He's the hype man for the band. Like every some bands need, like, yeah, some like, bands have a hype man, but that isn't the most famous person in their band. The lead think- singer is. Or in a blues band, it's like the guitarist or some other instrumentalist. Okay. So what I and okay, some bands have. I mean, I remember when I was you know uh, a young lad seeing, and I was like, why is. Why is that? Why is that guy seem like he's in charge of this band and he's playing bass? And my dad's like, well, his name is Sting. I'm like, yeah, but that's yeah. not how bands work. And my dad was like, well, that's how it works for his band. Yeah, but again, what is Sting? So Cole, I'm I'm telling he ha- you, he's the lead singer. Oh, touche. What I'm type of guitar you, he plays is irrelevant. Sometimes it's what uh, what does this person bring to the table? They bring swag. So yeah, but tell me somebody who brings swag to the table who's not the lead singer. I'm just telling you. I know you're telling me, but I'm telling you you're lying because you don't have any evidence <laughs> to support your claims. My evidence is he's Tommy freaking Lee freaking Jones. Exactly. But that's and that's why I say he can pull off a cool, grizzled military veteran, but he is not a rock star and he does not look like one or act like one. Even when he's acting, he was terrible at it. You think he was you think he was doing a bad job of pretending to oh. be a rock star? 100%. Go back and watch oh. it. He was doing a very I just watched it this morning. Then your your opinion is too colored by nostalgia. I here here's what I will say. I, I Oh yeah, here's thing. here's my next note. My exact words. Why is the birthday so important? They're willing to kill a man over food. And then it's like, oh yeah, in hindsight, I guess they wanted to kill the guy anyways. Right. Well, okay. Did you there's an interesting thing happening with Tommy Lee Jones's character and Gary Busey's character where it seems like they're both at points pretending to be crazy, but they also <laughs> yeah. both like, are crazy. Like the whole 
the whole part where Gary Busey's dressed up as a woman and pretending to be yeah. like that was so unnecessary that didn't even it was make sense very strange. Well, like, so like he goes, he goes, here comes Miss July. And then it's Gary Busey dressed up in not attractive drag makeup. Uh, And he runs around dancing uh, flirtatiously with the troops and the troops are all participating in this, uh, in the, quote unquote fun and then two of the like higher up officers say to each other man i used to think he was such a jerk but i guess he's all right and it's like wait so i think we the audience are led to believe that this that him dressing up like that is uh assisting in lowering their guard so it is easier to take over the ship is that what we're supposed to believe i don't know maybe so it's supposed to like distract him so much because like would they then he walks in then he walks into the captain's quarters and is like hey it's time for your birthday but then just kills him right away so it's like you didn't need any kind of it's not like it was a disguise anyways like yeah exactly that there wasn't i totally don't understand it was like he wanted to do that part Right. And it's like, okay, so so his his role in that moment is to leave the party and then surprise the captain to yeah, go get the captain the and bring him to, him to the, the surprise party. Yeah. But does he have party. to be dressed up? No, he does not. Not at all. There's no reason to be dressed up like that. So is is there any and purpose? And he immediately than, as soon as he kills the captain, he's like, I gotta get out of this outfit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> it's like, why'd you get it in the first place? <laughs> why did you do that? You're like the second in command. Like you're in charge of this thing, you know? Yeah. 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 That's so weird. It is. A, it's a very strange choice. It's a very strange. It, I, I want to say that was the first movie of Gary Busey playing somebody kind of crazy. Um, that's he's seems, an Academy Award winner. That seems hard to believe that that was the first. Why is he not higher build on this? Oh, it's in credits order so it's like order of appearance that's so dumb his entire persona now is being crazy right we need to watch point break because he's in that too yes he does not he does not play a crazy person yeah so that was 91 and this was 92 maybe this was is he crazy in lethal weapon uh he's okay in lethal weapon i no i would not call him crazy he's He's like a he I don't think he has any lines in in Lethal Weapon. He's like the enforcer. That's like his the silent third, enforcer. His name's Joshua. Yes. That's Mr. his Joshua. most that's his third most known for movie. No, that's so stupid. No, it's not. It says he's third build on Lethal Weapon. Dude, that is insane. Because I don't again, I don't think he has any lines. That His most famous famous moment in that movie is he uh the the main bad guy says uh my my professionals are loyal to the last Mr. Joshua and then Gary Busey holds up his arm and then the main bad guy holds a lighter under Gary Busey's arm and lets him just light his arm like he just holds the lighter and Gary Busey's just like this in the camera <laughs> 
that's like oh man it's just nonsense okay so here's here's a couple other notes i had okay so the movie is progressing that it becomes clear this is probably 15 minutes into the movie that tommy lee jones and gary Busey are working together to hijack so the, this aircraft yeah, the, carrier so the moment it switches is tommy lee jones says in the height of the party atmosphere it's right when it's at the same point that gary Busey leaves oh yeah we are excited to have a new sponsor this week and it is none other than wrought iron effects featuring ed chu ed chu brute they are releasing a new overdrive pedal last week and the gear slum is the first to know about it it is called the sting jfet overdrive and it's another middle earth themed pedal to pander to all you tolkien nerds and that's Tolkien, like jrr tolkien for those paying attention at home it features lots of low end for those lonely gigs when you're playing without a bassist because you got in a fight about playing original music versus 90s covers <laughs> it's got the crunch of a broken leg from a motorcycle if you can't tell i'm reading this cold so you're getting a genuine reaction here it's got the crunch of a broken leg from a motorcycle wreck and the distortion of an english teacher reading one star amazon reviews in a halting cadence blowing right past all punctuation and pronunciation norms it cuts through the mix more easily than a router bit through the back of a Mustang. If you like tube screamers, that's irrelevant to this ad. This pedal sounds nothing like a tube screamer. This first batch is all acid etched and features a variety of weird finishes. Go get one at wroughtironeffects.com and show your support for pedals of size. Hashtag POS. Hashtag big is beautiful. And that's wrought iron, W-R-O-U-G-H-T iron, or iron, as Norm MacDonald would pronounce it, effects. And that's effects.com. And we thank Ed Chu for sponsoring this week's episode. And as a PS, uh, we are very sorry to hear about lollygagger effects going out of business. R.I.P. in peace. Uh-oh. Connecting, connecting, connecting. He's so, off the podcast. I'm on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Aaron, plug in your mic. Turn, you're too loud. Sorry. Are you just like on your phone or something? I'm on my phone, yeah. I'm just a loud person. I hate you. We know Here, I moved it further it. from my face. It's now okay. two hours after we started recording. Yeah, how'd it go? <laughs> Aaron, we love you. Okay, so. <laughs> I do not. So, <laughs> he does. Okay, so we just, I already I already talked about, okay, you you give us your opinion. My, my claim was that, uh, so Tommy Lee Jones obviously isn't a rock star, right? Mm -hmm. But he did not even play the part well of pretending to be a rock star. He was like terrible at it and was not convincing at all as being a rock star. That whole, agree with that? yes, that whole scene is like so absurd that it just doesn't make any sense. Like Aaron, yeah. can you move your phone? Like they're the dumbest further from your mouth. No. Yeah. You can't. 
<laughs> they're like the lamest blues cover band. It's basically like they're at a blues jam night. Uh-huh. And it's just like some people from the audience have come up to jam blues together. And but is, isn't it supposed to be like some high profile party for the captain or whatever? Exactly. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> you guys... if you were to just show me a video of that band in that setting, you'd be like, oh, this is a crappy blues night at a crappy dive bar. Yeah. Listen, yeah. And listen, yet they were listen. flown in. They were flown in by a helicopter because he's apparently <laughs> this famous rock star or whatever. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. They had a budget for the party. They blew it all on Miss July. What they had left over no, is like you're what kind of a band. <laughs> what kind of a band? The story does not. The movie the does not support that at all. <laughs> no, there was no budget. There was no because they were also flying in all these caterers when they already have like this amazing cook, <laughs> you know. Have a cook. Which makes sense, like after the fact, because you're like, oh, he has to have a catering because that's all the bad guys. Yes, they need a bunch of. <laughs> oh, bad totally, guys. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it makes sense. I it's funny because like knowing what you know after the fact, Aaron, I already talked about this, but I made a I took notes and made a point that like, why is Gary Busey willing to kill this man just to have his caterers do it instead of the cook? <laughs> I know. Because when he's like, if he tries to get out, shoot him right here. And it's like, geez. <laughs> he really he doesn't take, like some that gumbo or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that booyah base. <laughs> the booyah base. Uh, and we talked about how inconsistent upon. his Cajun accent is, which is just awful. Did you say so? I this is my actual theory: is that it's not it's not Steven Seagal doing a Cajun accent; it's the cook dude is doing it's, the accent. It's Casey Ryback doing the yes. Cajun. Ryback is doing the accent so that people don't know that he's a Navy SEAL. He's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I want them trying to think to, I'm like, just a cook. <laughs> yeah. Which and, would make sense why it goes away after the first of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It seems to come back, though. When he's trying to be sexy with Miss July, it kind of comes back, though. So, when so it's like, Aaron, you don't you have are... to try to convince her that you're not a Navy SEAL. Like, what does she care? Aaron, you He are, does you want her to think she cooks, though, because earlier she goes, oh, so you're not a cook. And he's like, well, yeah, but also I cook. <laughs> No, yeah. no, no, she says, she goes, so what are you, some kind of special forces guy or something? And he goes, no, I'm just a cook. And then she says, oh, we're going to die. No, at one point she still... says, you, you're not a cook. She says well, that to him. But then later on, she's she like, oh, so you're not a cook. Literally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then he still says, she's like, so you're not a cook. And he says, well, yeah, but I also cook. <laughs> like, <laughs> Stupid. I'm not not a cook. <laughs> I'm not not a cook. Uh, so... Um, Aaron, just before you, you, just before you, uh, joined the, uh, uh, the festivities here, um, Cole was mentioning the moment in celebration that, uh, Seagal and Miss July and the few guys that he rescued, they're celebrating Mm -hmm. that they, I think they, it's when they blew up the ship, the sub. Is that when it okay. I think it's when they blew up the submarine or it's when they shot down the plane. One of the two. <laughs> and they're celebrating. No, because no, shooting they, down the plane they, was the bad guys. That was the bad guys. So when they they they're celebrating, they're all. Yeah. Yeah. And Miss July hugs all of the guys mm-hmm. and then goes to give Sagala a hug. And he does. 
the strangest he pulls her in creepiest he pulls thing. her in by her ears and then <laughs> and then rubs then like rubs her ears like he's you know like he's playing the world's tiniest violin you know like it's like ears. a puppy or something on her earlobe yeah it is the Gotta weirdest calm this puppy down. it's like this <laughs> and I'm 100% convinced that was like a Steven Seagal decision because he's a freaking creepazoid and, I, and not like a character based decision. I think that's how they do it on the bayou. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like down on the bayou. <laughs> I Dude, think it's so bad. Oh, there's a whole section. There's a whole section in his Wikipedia page about uh sexual assault allegations just oh in my case gosh of course no from spanning from the 90s until 2018 so and, okay and just so many lawsuits so many so, lawsuits so uh cole it's funny that you mentioned the ear thing because i missed it but i want to say it's the same scene the same moment he has his hands on her waist in a way that is very uh very discomforting like intimate yes it's like you just she just met all of these men yeah all of them she met she just met all of them and for some reason uh casey ryback believes that he has like a special connection with her yeah warrants he, he deserves her as his reward to to put his hands on her in that way yeah very strange um okay Here's, oh, well, this is just kind of a side note, but I loved it when they sent the two highly trained people down to kill him. <laughs> and what they did was just fire like a hundred rounds into an empty freezer that they couldn't see anyone in there. Like, really? That's what their training taught them to do? Highly trained professionals. <laughs> and it's like, you should send more. Uh, Gary Busey's like, you should send more. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, no, these are highly trained men. Yeah, and then later he says, I told you you should have said more. Which uh, doesn't make sense because he, he says that, but then later on he's like, no, it's, he's just a cook. He's like, this is a professional. Yeah. He's like, no, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's just a cook. Yeah, he's it is like, weird. He's, at yeah, that he's point, good with kitchen knives. No, but at that point, Gary, that... Busey, Gary Busey didn't know that he was a Navy SEAL at that point. Right. But so that's what I'm saying. Did. Why did he yeah. say to send more guys then? Yeah. But he didn't know weird. that it was – he didn't know that the – because the reason they sent the guys down there is because they weren't getting. Uh... Well, no, it's because they found him because he called. He called the captain to say, yeah. "Hey, can I let this guy out?" And they were like, "Oh, this is Gary Busey," and and he was like, "Oh, should I kill this guy?" And they're like, "No, we'll come down and take care of him." Yes. So, but we're saying Gary Busey was arguing to take more people, even though he thought it was just a cook, which is weird. No, 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 because there's no there. You're there's you're missing a different. There's an an additional moment. So he sends the two guys to to deal with the cook, and they both they both believe that he's a cook. Then later, I think it's Mr. Pitt says, "Hey, we haven't heard from so and so and so and so." And th at that point, they don't know that it's Casey Ryback, cook or not, who yeah. did what was done they just know two of their guys are missing they assume there's some other soldier who's like some rogue who got out or something yes that's what they're that's uh, what they're assuming. that may be true so then so then it, it's not that it's not that gary Busey believes that uh the cook is dangerous it's he 
he's assuming that there's some other unknown uh, situation. Okay. Then the argument is... Phil, do you remember in like the 90s, there were those toothbrushes that were like bent in the middle? They were angled? Yeah. And they were... Yeah. They were called a reach. Yeah. Okay. This is this is a reach. Your your explanation no. <laughs> is a reach. <laughs> no, no. Shut your mouth. Okay. Let me. I want to jump. I want to jump to my favorite line in the whole movie. No, I think you're right. <laughs> it. Yeah, I think you are probably right. But still, okay. But first, while we're talking about that, every fight scene except the one where he's fighting Tommy Lee Jones consists of him stabbing each person one time, and then they are no longer an issue. Like at when some, the six people point, go down after he kills the two people, it's the same way where he just takes turns stabbing each of them once and it zooms in really close. <laughs> when they get stabbed, then it zooms back out. doesn't even zoom. It just cuts. Yeah. And then they're just dead. Apparently, you know, they're, Dude, they, he moves on to the solid, next one. Those are some solid kills though. We, we, we all need to talk about our favorite, our favorite kill moments in this movie. That's part I mean, of the, the knife, joy. The knife literally through the top of his head is pretty brutal. Um, I will admit I didn't see the whole thing. Damn. I only saw kills, I only saw he kills to Tommy part. Lee Jones. He kills Tommy Lee Jones oh, by no jabbing way. his thumb through his eyeball and then stabbing him through the top of his head like a <laughs> three stooges bop on the head. Well that wins. How does he kill how does he kill Gary Busey? Uh he blows him up. Yeah. Oh, that's not his kingdom come. Gun got blowed up. No. And even that, they kind of just, I mean, it blows up the submarine that he's on. So you obviously know that he's dead, but it's like a total loss, right? At that point. Yeah. Here's something I just thought of. You know how like he, so right when they're about to blow up like the boat or submarine or whatever, he takes apart a grenade and like makes a bomb. Mm -hmm. And he like puts the condom around part of it to keep it from getting wet. And why does he have that on that ship? Dude, he's freaking Steven Seagal. He knew Miss July was coming. <laughs> okay. Dude, there's always a Miss July right around the corner. That's true. That is a good question, though. It's a ship that's manned solely by men, right? I mean, that's what it, it is what it is, but that doesn't yeah. seem to be in line with it's the character, is what I'm saying. Yeah, Gary, it is out of line with his character, but occasionally Gary Busey dresses up like a woman. So here's what he, here's what he would say if you asked him, he'd say, Well, yeah. But I do also cook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to jump to my favorite line of the movie. Okay. This happens after the... So the aircraft carrier is taken over, right? They shoot down... Is it a helicopter that's coming with a bunch of special agents, special forces people? Navy SEAL. I think SEAL so, team yeah. Five. Yeah. SEAL Team 5. They shoot yes. it down. They should they, have sent SEAL Team 6. Exactly. No. They blow up. Seal Team they blow Six up is specifically like, counterterrorism. They blow up. This is oh, terrorism. This isn't terrorism. Oh, just because they're white, they can't be terrorists, Phil. Uh, I mean, they're not. They're not threatening anyone's lives. They're just trying to. They're just trying to make a buck. They're stealing warheads. Yeah, they literally shot two people and said. If you say anything, I'll kill you and the person next to you. Which, by the way, that is a pretty like brilliant and psychopathic move, isn't yeah. it? 
dude isn't it? that is like i want to know the writer <clears throat> that came up with that like i know who's that dude right now yes when i saw this movie that was the first the first time i'd heard anything like that and i remember going dude, oh. that's like the beginnings of saw right yeah okay we so kill you and so the they've done that you. right they've been threatening they've been on the phone with them threatening back back to like the base to home base or whatever they're threatening them they launch Probably this the pentagon they launch a bunch of missiles what did they call them they had a specific tomahawk. tomahawk a bunch of tomahawks and blew up like that communications facility or whatever and they've said we're gonna kill everyone on this ship right yeah and at one point steven seagal is able to communicate and so all this has happened right this is turning out to be like one of the worst terrorist attacks ever right and steven seagal is able to get through to them and talk to him for a few minutes yep and they come up with a plan of what they're going to do and then they hang up and the main commanding officer back on land after they hang up he just says and this is a direct quote they got a lot of trouble on that ship (laughs) (laughs) the most the most unnecessary line in cinema history i think Dude, a, that's like if one of, of their main that's like if uh, one of their engines is down and they got to get a part shipped in from China. Yeah, they got a lot of trouble on that ship. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad old white dude acting. In oh, that, yeah. In that room, in that like I was, I'm, I'm assuming it's so like bad Pentagon headquarters or whatever. And it's like there's just so much of like dudes whispering to each other just it's like yeah they blew their budget on all the actors on the ship yes so all those guys were just like extras basically that they gave lines to i know you're used to hearing aaron talk about gun street wiring shop but you know what i'm gonna talk about them this week because they are our amazing loyal flagship sponsor and they do amazing stuff um they make hand-wired wiring harnesses for all of your guitars and basses. I have them in many of my guitars and basses, at both of my basses, and they work amazing, sound great. I have a five-way wiring harness in my Telecaster, and it unlocks wonderful sounds, especially the uh, series setting on a Telecaster, which I've always loved. But he puts a little extra magic in there that... uh, Honestly, I, I I don't even know exactly what it is. He's got some tone bleed magic. He's got some other stuff. Makes your tone knob a lot more useful than it would be otherwise. He just does, does great stuff. And if you're a member of the Slumhard Street Crew, you get a discount on all of your Gun Street Wiring Shop products. So check them out at GunStreetWiringShop.com and they will make your guitars sound better. That is Aaron's guarantee to you. Did you notice, oh, a very young Tuco. Did you notice that? No. Tuco from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. He's one of, uh, he's one of the, the sous chefs that ends up uh, being uh, on Casey Ryback's like, rescue team. I don't you remember that? that, but man, Tuco was pretty messed up though. So, so I think this is that actor has played like a, a military badass in many, many movies. Um, 
geez, when there's a Tom Clancy one. Uh, he he he's like a sniper or something. Anyway, he he's been. This was his first, uh, you know, as a soldier, and then he yeah. he played a, a a military tough guy in a bunch of movies until he played Tuco. Um, I think he pretty much does. He's either like a military badass or he's a scary drug dealer. And those are like <laughs> the only two roles that that guy gets. I think that's the only roles he wants is the thing. Maybe so. Like, I mean, probably you, gotta, he get you have to admit like those are pretty easy from an acting standpoint. You just get to act like a crazy person instead of like, like yeah. you probably rarely have to show. It's not a whole emotion. lot of subtlety. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. Make a tough guy face. Exactly. That's true. They both they they both oh, require man. the same tough guy face. Um, okay, so they're. Uh, but really, what's the difference? Ouch! You put on a uniform. Come on. <laughs> so one thing, there's uh, there's also a gratuitous, uh, topless scene which contributes absolutely nothing to the plot. I also did not see that. Which is very. Uh, very of the time, you know. Yeah, and Has that's essentially to do with anything. That's like what, yeah, because like the premise is she was gonna pop out of this cake at some point. Oh yeah, she ends up <laughs> popping out of the cake, but it's after everything has gone down. So it's just Steven Seagal who's there because she and was drugged. Like things are. Oh yeah. Oh, that's ew, that was kind of a. He like basically roofied her essentially. I mean, oh, because it was because he didn't want he yeah. I mean, it's not like this is some noble cause, but it was it was out of place. It was so she, she wouldn't screw up the plan. Well, and so he could like take advantage of her or something. No, yeah, he needed her like unconscious. He needed her out of so the way. Take yeah, take the ship over. Yeah. What about the guy? So he so it's not so bad, right? So I didn't yeah. see the end. So what happened to the guy who um, was like, no, I don't want to go um, because I'm here on the college plan or whatever. <laughs> You remember that guy? He he survived and <laughs> he survived and did not kiss Miss July at the end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> By but the way, he dropped out of college. Scene, but did he redeem scene, himself or what? He says he says, "Hey man, I don't want to do any of this hero stuff. I'm I'm on yeah. the college plan." Yeah. And then freaking Miss July is like already a weapons expert. Like it's been like yeah, an hour or like, two. He goes, yeah. "I'll stay here with Miss July." And she's like, "No, I'm going." Yeah, and he's like, oh, okay, like, fine. She's like, show me how she's to work. Racking this an M sixteen. <laughs> yeah, she's like here. She's like she's loading an. I mean, she was racking two M sixteens, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, hers and his. <laughs> exactly, his and hers M sixteens. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Viewers, if if any if any of our viewer would like to send Aaron two matching. Uh, onesies that have a pink m16 and a blue m16 on them that would be great i'm sure or just send me some m16s <laughs> yeah. pink or blue yeah color choice is up to you yeah i'll take we'll take so, either one so i don't i i was very confused how she became how she went from uh i don't like guns she literally yeah. says it she goes i have two rules I don't date musicians and I don't like, Oh, I think she says, I don't like killing people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those are her, which two is rules. like, 
isn't that kind of like just like everybody's rule most people's don't, rule don't most people have that rule? <laughs> i would like, hope so hey guess what i haven't explicitly stated that as one of my rules but it kind of <laughs> is i think it's I she didn't like, say she doesn't do it she just doesn't like doing it right i don't like killing people oh that's right that's right i'll do it if i have to so she's she becomes a badass in in zero time at all uh-huh. um going from a pacifist to to a ruthless killer an activist <laughs> uh and she then she then kills people um and then becomes like after after killing a person then just becomes a like a an elite soldier yeah pretty much most people i uh, see i don't i don't believe that it goes that way but i mean that's not the least believable aspect of this movie right <laughs> <laughs> yes it is it is that's the least believable uh if i i would like to skip to the end i don't want us to miss this fact neither of you commented on it when i brought it up in the in our chat the very last scene of the movie is the funeral like everything they've saved the day but now there's a funeral for the general oh man uh-huh. i stopped it steven seagal for the captain right captain sorry captain yes i mean he might Wait, be are you saying you know. stopped it immediately after the cake scene and never yeah. came back <laughs> i rewound i hit that minus <laughs> that back 15 seconds button you know <laughs> just for the next times. two hours yeah. uh, so so steven seagal looking very somber salute in his in his whites now he's in his whites yeah fully decorated and he's saluting and he's looking very somber and then his chef whites that, or his military whites his military whites with his all of real his accolades whites. okay with all his accolades um and he's saluting looking very somber and then over his left shoulder is miss july who's standing in a row of other sailors and she's dressed like a sailor <laughs> i think what you're meant to take away is that she was always like undercover special agent Ooh. <laughs> that's how she knows so much about weapons that's like oh, the oh. ultimate so like the captain knew this was going to happen or like you know Ryback. she, knew probably, that it was gonna she knew she, she knew she won't agent. even tell ryback she knew and she infiltrated into the plan yes dude dude that's and deep. then she, she worked her way onto the ship yeah by yeah. being so she, by being a playboy centerfold that was yes. that's the long con she right. was yeah. like a special because, forces person but because aaron the she is recognized by by uh some of the crew as yeah. miss july yeah so like she she was actually miss july yeah, yeah for one she was, one month <laughs> it's only well, one month is all you need and that's why her rule's not I don't kill people, it's I don't like killing people. It would be great mm-hmm. if one of the if they had like just like some side actor like randomly in the background, like how did she become Miss July? She'd never even been in any other magazines. Like <laughs> her rise to prominence was very fast. But you know yeah. that's a thing. Like when you're undercover, you do what you have to do. Some guys yeah. do like I saw a true. Maybe detective. that means uh what's his face was uh who's the Playboy guy? Hefner, you. Hefner. Oh, 
Maybe that's maybe he was in on it too. Oh yeah, maybe he's not such a bad guy after all. So maybe don't <laughs> rush the judgment next time. <laughs> oh jeez. Him and Steven Seagal. No, I'm not I'm not defending these people, but <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like there was just this understanding in like the 70s and 80s that you could get away with that stuff. And so these guys are like, oh yeah, everyone's doing it. And then all of a sudden now it's like, oh yeah, that thing you did 34 years ago, you're not going to get away with it. <laughs> Wait, which yeah, thing are you talking about? The list of, of assaults that he has on his Wikipedia. Uh, I mean, I guess he technically is getting away with it. It's just on his Wikipedia. That's not really like yeah, like he, that bad he of a thing canceled. to happen to you. He wasn't yeah. canceled per se. He was just like Steven Seagal, you know, like yeah. it's not like he was going to have a bunch of huge acting roles in that's true. The 21st century, you know, he didn't get like Kevin Spacey. Oh, and also he's like a devout defender of Vladimir Putin and thinks he's the greatest guy on the planet and everything. Well, that makes sense. They have Which a very a similar little, vibe. A a very similar vibe. Yeah. Which is funny. He's an environmentalist and animal rights activist, but then supports Putin. Like maybe you should be a human rights activist <laughs> instead of. Do you like, guys remember? Did you guys see his show where he was, um, like, an actual uh, sheriff? Yeah, I remember that it existed, deputized. but I never watched it. I'm sure Dude, I saw clips is, of it. I it saw it when so I was flipping weird. through the channels. You know. It feels like a fever dream because it's like, I can't believe this show. Like, it yeah. seems like when you see the, the the trailer for it, it's like, this is a joke. No, it's not a joke. It's a real show. Look at that baby. Ugh, it's weird. You're giving us a bad <laughs> angle, Aaron. Oh, I missed the baby. Oh, sorry. Uh, that isn't what I was saying was weird. Oh, man. That's a very cute baby. That baby needs his uh, pacifier. That baby is no, he doesn't. He's fine. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. For the viewer, I'm not home... saying. I'm not saying in the moment right now. I'm just saying his existence <laughs> is ruining our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For the viewer at home, Aaron decided to flip his camera around and show. He's us the one. He's the wrench. One of the machine one of his baby. One baby. Um, okay, okay, so, so the, last, the last thing I was going to say, though, is that Lacey, she decided not to watch it with me, which Her is loss. kind of, has kind of created a schism in our marriage, but uh, that's a different topic. <laughs> in the last 25 but hours. I told her after the fact, she was like, so how was it? Because I told her it was like a crappy 80s action movie, not knowing it was 92, but 92 is still kind of 80s, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yes, and, uh, very much so. I told her... It was actually pretty good. And she was like, really? So that's my <laughs> review. It was actually pretty good. Really? Actually, pretty good. Okay. Dude, how old we, is Tommy Lee Jones in 1992? Because he looks like he's like 60 in that movie. He looks he, does. he looks so freaking old. He's got a. He's, he's been the same age forever, face. I think. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, does he have like Seal? The same thing Seal has? Where his face just looks all mangled? <laughs> Dude, no Seal the singer. Dude, he, that would be dope if Seal the singer. Seventy. He is seventy-four right now. That means he was like so. He is forty-four. Pretty old. Yeah, he was dude. my age. 
Yeah, Phil, that should make you oh, feel he, good about yourself. He is your age now. <laughs> please wait. Please tell me your math is wrong and that he was not 44 years old when he made the movie. No, he was. That was 30, 30 years, years ago. ago. He was like oh. 45. What? The and he looked he looked like Keith Richards now. Yeah. Dude, he totally does. <laughs> He, he looks so happy. That was the only that was the only aspect of his character that was passable as a rock star is that he looked like a washed up rock star from who had washed up 30 years prior to that, you know. Yeah, so I love Tom Lee freaking, Jones though. And a freaking Yeah, totally. CIA he just assassin. was not he just wasn't believable as a rock star. Living hard. Which I mean, even in the movie he wasn't a rock star, he was a harmonica player in a blues band, so <laughs> maybe that's by design. Okay. One more thing I have to say. We jumped over. I said favorite kill kill moments, and Cole said the three stooges knife through the I mean, skull. That's the most memorable one, right? Yeah, except you're forgetting a very important thing. You probably maybe you missed it. But at minute ninety, okay, go back and watch it. Minute ninety, he's fighting a dude and he literally rips the guy's throat out jeez <laughs> oh, i don't think i saw that he they're like locked up pop, 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 and then he grabs the guy's arm takes his bare hand shoves jeez. it into the guy's throat and goes and and then is holding a chunk of meat and the guy goes oh, does he man, does the... he scream kalima no <laughs> dude the wet sound effects in this movie were very wet. <laughs> dude the sound effects are so good and some of the fights, like I said earlier, like it's this weird mix of like crappy fighting that looks like it's in slow motion and then just insanely brutal stuff. And I didn't even know about the guy ripping his throat out. I'm going to go. See, I'm going to go cue it up right now. Yeah. Minute 90, you said. Yes. One hour, yeah. 30 minutes. Uh, now. I would say this movie is kind of the beginning of the end of Seagal. It is by far my favorite Seagal movie, which. Which is sad because his first movie. Oh, no, I take it back. What was I looking at? Oh, it must have been. This was one of the first ones he was like directing or producing or something. Okay, never Producing. Mind. Keep going. He, he did not direct it. Um, uh, so I think you can, and Cole has mentioned this already multiple times, The you can see that they're editing heavily um so Seagal doesn't have to do a lot of physical work. Right. Like he does some stuff, but like but like there's definitely some heavy editing choices of like, you know, close-up cuts and stuff. So you don't have to see him. Yeah, is working. he like the least like the least athletic action star of all time? I well, mean, I think it's he not just like, went downhill really How about quickly. Harrison Ford, right? But Harrison right. Ford, like that's kind of built into the character, is like, yeah, every man. Well, the weird star. thing yeah. is, like, he's also he, is he just like, because like we all know, like the middle aged dude who became a black belt just because he paid for martial arts for long enough, right? Right. Like, is that all Steven Seagal ever was too? <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you, Seagal like, was in the like beginning. A legit, he was a legit Aikido like master. Okay. Like I think he, I think he had a like an actual dojo in Japan for a while. Yeah, he was. He is often stated to have been the first non-Asian to open a dojo in Japan. 
Crazy. But that was all before 1992. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he, I think in the 80s, like his earlier movies, like he's doing some like legit awesome stunt work and fight fight stuff. And I think this was the start of like, hey, we're he's just like he's he just started saying like I'm just not going to be in shape for this movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it gets worse after everything after this movie. It gets way worse. Like the the way that they do the editing, they literally in in later movies there are literal scenes where they like sped up, like you're they filmed it in <laughs> in slow motion and then like sped up the film so it looks like. But if you're like paying attention, you're like, wait, why did the curtains move faster? All <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like stuff like that. Like ooh, that's yeah. painfully painfully bad. But uh, but yes. Or earlier Steven Seagal things, there's some really awesome uh, fight stuff. I mean, I still gen, I still love the fighting in this movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> not it's... like it's <laughs> there is like a certain amount of nostalgia to it, right? But it's not terrible. It is just you know when you're looking at it with like a skeptical eye or critical eye, it's but but like i said i enjoyed the movie it was an enjoyable movie and i'm watching this man get his throat ripped out right now and it's pretty solid <laughs> i don't know how i missed that part either because it's like in the middle it's when they well, first kind of happens pretty up, quick it's when they first go up on top of the ship and it's kind of the first combat that the that miss july engages in there's a right? there's there's a lot happening right before it and right after it yeah yeah is is why so you you kind of miss it if you're if you're just like if you're not like really locked in. So, any okay. final thoughts? I'm gonna have to go back and actually finish it, and then I'll present like an essay format, I guess. <laughs> the results. I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's good. Oh, speaking of. <laughs> what did you did you just watch it again it's so weird too because his, his fingers are like not very far apart so it's not like he grabs it like with his whole hand it's like he i'm pulling out your throat like yeah. he's going to pick up like a cheeto you know <laughs> he doesn't want all of his fingers to get orange stuff little, on it little pincher fingers yeah yeah um oh i guess no that was this close to the end it's yeah it's like kind of the last fight scene yeah, it's an hour and a half in. Man. After they blew up, it must have been after they blew up the submarine. Yes. Um, man. Speaking of uh, essay arguments about movies, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, and this probably should be a conversation for another time, but I was watching Hook with my son the other day, and oh, you know, okay, and weeping softly, and <laughs> I was, I, it kind of struck me that I feel like an argument could be made for the parallels of fight club and hook. Okay. And I don't, I, we don't, I, sh I, I shouldn't get into it now, but because it's a whole nother. Did it all happen inside work? of the mind of an autistic person or something? <laughs> Is that a fight club thing? No, no that's like a, no. that's like a video game trope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like at the end of it, it's like, oh, it was all a dream or whatever. 
No. So, you know, like people have these movie theories, you know, like nine times out of 10, that's, that's it. Oh, actually it was all a dream. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not a, that's not a theory. You could say that about anything. It takes zero evidence to prove that. Like if you're saying that it didn't actually happen, then you're right. Like <laughs> the whole the main character was dreaming the whole time. Okay, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of, and I think I I posted this in our group this morning. A um. Seven, yeah, yes, Cole. I just wanted to raise my hand to bug you. Okay. Okay, Cole. Cole raised. He clicked the button that says "raise your hand" in Zoom, and I felt compelled. I knew you'd probably been had a year's worth of that. Yeah, like I'm being my trained in my brain. It honestly, yeah. it gave me anxiety to see that thing pop up. <laughs> <laughs> like I had this flash of anxiety to see that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, okay, so both of you should watch the video I posted in our group this morning. Uh, uh, the the argument positing that. Uh, Sean Connery's character in the movie The Rock, which is another movie we should all watch together, is James Bond. Is it is that that uh, is the last James Bond? Like that is it is a James Bond movie. Oh, but it's not though. But it is. Watch the. But if it was, hey, hey, if hey, it hey, was, hey, it would hey. be called James Bond. Hey, hey, <laughs> don't don't go running your mouth. Till you've, chasing waterfalls. till you've heard the argument. I'm saying you can say that it's a movie about a character that used to be James Bond, but it's not a James Bond movie. Because his name isn't James Bond. Okay, yeah. well, I can... You know what What else, Aaron? I could also say... <laughs> I could say that, Aaron. Yeah, uh... and it's true. <laughs> I'll watch it. Good. Oh, but first we're gonna watch Point Break. Okay, so that's our oh next. Gosh. Have you seen it? I mean, I've seen Fast and the Furious. Don't you dare! Oh, wait, what's the hockey one? Is that one just called Sudden Death? Um, is, no, that one's Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, but that one takes place like he fights. He fights the Pittsburgh Penguin at one point. <laughs> yeah, maybe we better watch that one instead. Dude, I. Jean-Claude Van Damme is also an actor who holds a special place in my 13-year-old boy heart. Uh, but, hmm. yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for friendship. Okay. Thanks for friendship. <laughs> All right. Thanks for friendship. Happy birthday, Cole. Hey, thank you. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. You're welcome. I'm glad you got to watch this movie for your birthday. Yeah, dude, it is good. Does it make you, you happy that I genuinely enjoyed this movie that you love so much? Yes, it does. And you should have p- pulled the birthday card. You should have been like, Lacey, do you want to watch this movie with me? And she said, no, I'll pass. And you should have <laughs> been like, it's my birthday. <laughs> well, the thing is, the fact that she didn't watch it with me meant that I got to just watch it on my iPad with my with my earbuds. So I was okay with that. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Because yeah. part of it is like, I would, I didn't necessarily, I didn't know how much swearing there was going to be. And I didn't know if I wanted it on when like my kids are just milling around, you know? You didn't want them to shame you. 
Yeah. <laughs> Father? <laughs> Which they would. They wouldn't like enjoy it. They'd be like, just, Dad, just. you need to check your heart. <laughs> you got to, yeah, pull it together, man. Okay. On the Lord's Day, Father. Exactly. <laughs> For the record, I watched it on Saturday. Oh, which is that's right. I, which is the Lord's Day. He's the Seventh Day Adventist. Yes, I'm the one who I I watched part of it yesterday and then part of it I finished it this morning <laughs> before I went to church. Aaron, <laughs> I watched part of it a month ago and part of it today and never finished it. Okay, <laughs> see you guys later. All right. <laughs>